0: This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. I think we all raised an eyebrow when we saw the news that NCAA President Charlie Baker uh, took a, uh, a moment from looking in the past to look to the future of college sports and thought, hey, what if we had a third level like an enhanced level of FBS football where the teams could actually pay players sort of like, oh, everybody would love that. And my first reaction was, yeah, nice, but too late because athletes are likely going to be declared employees pretty soon by the courts. Uh, now, maybe I'm not looking at it the right way best way to find out is talk to Matt Brown publisher of Extra Points which is a newsletter that covers the off the field stories in college sports i appreciate his time all right mr brown was i looking at it too cynically cuz i don't I, to, to me they're going to be declared employees pretty soon anyway
1: uh no i think you're you're mostly right there's a lot that is interesting and newsworthy and important about this proposal it definitely shifts the ncaa's historical thinking and a willingness here to uh, i think engage in what the actual reality is but fundamentally you're right nothing in baker's initial proposal really touched on the idea of employment and anything that they're advocating for here still requires congress to either grant them an antitrust exemption right um, and or potentially state that athletes aren't employees because the court system is looking, uh, is likely to do that in the near future. So like I would read this
0: as more of a message to Congress,
1: right? It really is for us.
0: Right. And, um, I, I keep saying this and I hate to play the cliched game. Uh, if we have a promo that's been running now for three weeks or four weeks, however long it's been running, because the reason why Charlie Baker and all the conference commissioners and all the power brokers in college sports have been going to Congress looking to them to help solve their problems is because they know that people in Congress don't really get it. There's very few people that truly understand how college sports works, uh, even though there is a former football coach uh, in uh, in the Senate. And it doesn't seem like he really gets it either. They're just kind of trying to protect the status quo. The, I think the only uh Proposals that I've seen that make any sense, the NCAA would not want because they would declare too, uh, basically give too much freedom to the players. Yeah, I mean, I
1: I think part of the frustrating thing here, if you're an AD or you that you work, or if you work in college athletics right now, is that fundamentally you don't get you're not really in charge anymore, Um, even relatively modest regulations about N.I.L., are going to find themselves in court if the NCAA tries to enforce them. Mm-hmm. We already now see multiple state attorneys general uh, either threatening or about to, to file lawsuits against um, you know, transfer portal regulations and, and saying that athletes can't you know, transfer more than once and, and not have to sit out. So the, the only way that you can really enforce any of these rules and, and be any kind of uh, you know, administration is if the court, if the Congress mm-hmm. grants you protection from some of these lawsuits and so that's that you're right this is the big challenge because the people that fundamentally get to shape what college athletics looks like by and large don't understand college athletics by and large don't really care about college right. athletics and are delegating that to poorly paid staffers or something far down the totem pole but if they decide not to do anything then the, then the future is going to be shaped by courts who might care even
0: less all right, I'm going to transition to some of the stuff that you wrote about in the newsletter, which I would encourage people if you are interested in not just college sports, but why college sports is what it is uh, and how it's shaped from outside the you know outside the lines, if you will. Uh, then this is a newsletter for, that is absolutely for you. Um, the uh, I don't know how many years ago it is now, but when they granted athletes full cost of attendance, and it always struck me as odd that university presidents and commissioners were patting themselves on the back for finally making the kids whole when I, I never even knew that they weren't. It's kind of bizarre to me. Yeah. Um, but my my th- thoughts at the time were that there were a lot of universities that wouldn't really be in favor of this because it was going to cost them money that maybe they didn't have. Um, you wrote in the newsletter yesterday that – you think that there are more universities that would be on board with actually paying, maybe not directly paying players, but setting aside all of this money because you think more ca- more can than we than maybe we believe.
1: I, I definitely think that if you know, there's there's so many schools out there that are pot committed to participating at the highest level of college athletics they possibly can. They know they need to do that to satisfy their donors. They know they need to do that to be able to. Um, you know, get favors or be able to build relationships. They need to with lawmakers, right. especially as many state lawmakers are increasingly skeptical of higher education. They need this for the exposure as they're fighting for a limited number of students. For this country is facing a college student enrollment cliff, um, which is you know you're, you're going to be fine if you're Duke or North Carolina, but if you're maybe High Point, it's it's going to be a more complicated you know future for you. Mm. And so. Schools are realizing, okay, whatever whatever we, we gotta we gotta pay, we gotta pay. And what I think people need to realize here is that, okay, let's let's say the, the regulations change and the new buy-in for Division One Plus is ten million bucks. Right. Well most people aren't gonna be able to just absorb that, even at the power five level, but you're going to see a redistribution of some of those resources, right? The only reason that football coaches in this country make $7 million and more in college sports is because they're not paying the labor. Like, that's not what they're meant. That's not what assistants, and that's not what people make in the NFL or the NBA. it will just be redistributing some of that. Now, where the interesting question comes is not about who can afford to pay it. When push comes to shove, anybody in the Power Five and a lot of people in the G5 or who don't sponsor football will find a way to come up with that money. Mm -hmm. The more interesting question is, who has the money and will elect not to do it because they don't want to do it, um, and that may include some teams in the Power Five uh, and or other institutions that definitely have the financial resources that just decide, you know, we, do we draw in the line in the sand whether you're in or we're out, and we decided that we're out, and and that might be an okay decision too.
0: Matt Brown is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show uh, at Matt Brown EP on Twitter. Delaware chose to. Uh, pay those uh, those FBS yeah. buy-ins, right? That that was weird to a lot of people because they just jacked the price up. They, they, they did, and here's the dirty little secret, right? I've written about this a lot,
1: and I've talked to a bunch of schools that are considering this reclassification. Five million dollars is not enough to dissuade anybody that's seriously thinking about making this jump. Mm-hmm. You can you can shake down your donors for five million bucks, unless you're the kind of school that has no business thinking about this conversation to begin with. It's the increase in scholarship costs that are going to make some schools pause. Delaware doesn't really need to to increase any of those here. So uh, there's just a matter of paying the buyout from the CAA and the entrance fee. I think it's going to be $6 million total, but they have the money.
0: Matt Brown is joining us here on the Adam Gold Show. All right, so first of all, people need to understand that this is just a proposal. This is not any sort of legislation. Uh, I don't think it will look anything like this if – Anybody, uh, you know, essentially gets a chance to vote on something like this. But what has been the reaction of the Power Five conferences, of the the presidents, to something like this? Adam Gold here with my man, Coach Pete Deruta, Capital Financial Advisory Group. Are most of your clients hands-on or they just give you their money and let it work for them? About 90%, give the money, and then we meet every year to and go through
1: status reports, sure. have a financial pit stop, making sure everything's fine. It is like a puzzle, Adam, but for the next 10 of you, we'll solve your own retirement puzzle at no cost or obligation. Call and claim your comprehensive review with Coach Pete and the team, 888 or text ADAM to six hundred seven hundred. Adam Gold is a
0: Books spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor.
1: You know, I haven't seen a ton of presidents go on the record. I've talked to a few ADs, and I've read... You know, comments from from my colleagues here who, who have written follow-ups and honestly the reaction that i've seen has mostly not been oh absolutely not or like oh this is ridiculous because the, the truth is a lot of what baker's proposing here is not that dissimilar from what a lot of school leaders or would already admit to you in their in their group to, in their group chats <laughs> or at the you know at the convention center bar right you know after nacta or something like they know this is coming they just don't want to admit it in public because they don't want to throw their presidents under the bus who maybe aren't as plugged in or they, they don't want, to, they don't want to, 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 to stand out here. So now that the Charlie Baker is setting the agenda, a lot of those private conversations are going are gonna to move forward. It, and, and it's not just what does the Power Five think about this. It's not just what, what do Bubba and Boo think about this particular proposal. Like this is something that will need support and buy-in from everybody. And I think fans fans might be surprised about how many low major schools we, are going to say, actually, we think this is good, and this may free us from some of the uh, the spending pressures to keep up with schools that we we have no business keeping up with, um, and maybe we compete for the same championships, maybe we don't. But it's it's silly to to continue to force us to all play by the same rules.
0: Yeah, it's in, so so. This issue to me is so interesting because I've thought for a long time that we should probably have three different levels in within division one and that the uh, fbs which is what is called now should probably be split in half i asked craig thompson who used to be the commissioner of the mountain west conference this is a long time ago it's got to be 20 almost 20 years ago uh i i said why do you participate in a system that discriminates against you uh he goes because they they give us money you know because they they were they were getting a check from uh from the BCS, and they were uh, getting a chance to play at, remember, Utah was getting paid to come play at Michigan, uh, and now Utah is part of the same system. I've always thought that we were going to have three divisions, but are we headed for something, and I guess we're going to have to close on this, are we headed for something, and maybe Charlie Baker's trying to head this off, that really doesn't look anything like, the college football that we see today are we headed for something that resembles more along the lines of uh like a european football model
1: it's entirely possible and i know that this makes lousy radio but i think people need to understand that there are there are multiple ways that this story could end and and what you described is one of them there could be a world where 35, 40 brands completely separate themselves and and create their own, you know, the quasi European Super League. Yeah. Um, We we could see a world, and uh, this might even be the betting favorite, where college sports becomes legally divorced from colleges. And what will happen is. You know, Learfield will partner with some gigantic private equity firm or, or maybe the Saudi Royal Fund. <laughs> and, you know, they'll pay the University of North Carolina a licensing fee to use their intellectual property in their stadium. But it will really, you know, college football LLC will be owned and operated by something else. And they'll be fully fledged professionals. It'll be, you know, G League overtime elite with the veneer of college IP. That's possible. It's possible Congress tries to claw all this stuff back and tries to shove everything back in the, in the 1992 tube. Um, and we'll see how well that works. It's, it's, it's hard to handicap because it isn't up to the people that generally talk to reporters (laughs) for what this world's going to look like. If they want to have as much influence as possible, you know, my advice would be like, it's time to start riding with the wave instead of paddling against it because you lost a couple of the important fights that would have prevented this from happening.
0: Uh, if the NCAA had looked into the future instead of the past 10 years ago, we might not be here. Maybe we would be here anyway. Uh, but I mentioned, I actually told Jim Phillips this, this year, that uh, based on the ACC's deal with the CW, that I thought that live ACC football would be a good idea. Uh, all of that money would prevent Florida State and Clemson and others from looking elsewhere and everything would be fine. But uh, I don't think, I I think he just sort of uncomfortably chuckled. Uh, But as long as we're trying to grow the game, is really all that matters. Matt Brown, uh, golfers will understand what I'm saying there. Uh, Matt Brown from Extra Uh, Points, I appreciate your time, man. Uh, Always good stuff. All right, thank you. Yep, you bet. Take care. All right, man. (laughs) Look, there's a ton of things in this. If you read the newsletter, um, it's great and it kind of gets you into what all of this stuff means. And like uh, we were just talking about, I don't think this is going anywhere because they're gonna—the p- athletes are going to be declared employees before we get even close to a vote on this. So what's going to happen? And then where are we going with college sports?
1: So the reason I chose William Peace was because of their stellar game design program. It's very rare to find a game design program in the United States at all, let alone North Carolina